Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of 8 Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Well, good morning. This is Dr. Kelly Pearson again with you, and we're having yet another podcast about some movement strategies. But what I thought today we would do was actually talk about a little bit of something called hope. I realized that when I talk to people about making a change in their life or increasing flexibility or owning their body or really trying to feel better, sometimes what stops folks is the fact that, well, they don't think it's possible and they don't have hope. And one of the best books I've read over the last 10 years was a book entitled The Anatomy of Hope by Jerome Groupman, who himself was an oncologist and told countless stories about people whom really were struggling with regard to their ability to recover. And in one particular story, I thought this was quite amazing. He actually had a woman who had a type of uterine cancer. It was stage one, and he really felt like he could help her and told her so, but she declined treatment. He wasn't sure why, but over a course of several months, it was very clear that she was not going to survive the cancer. And towards the final days, he went to visit her and asked the question, why did you not let me help you? This was a treatable cancer. And she said, because I don't deserve to live. I have had an affair and my husband never found out about it, but it has killed me all these years. And it is, this is my sentence. This is how I have to come to grips with the horrible thing that I did. Well, she ended up dying. And when this happened for Dr. Groupman, it became crystal clear to him that his job as an oncologist was to create hope. Because if you don't have that, you simply don't have the ability to take the next steps. So each time I present, I want to talk a little bit about stories like that, simply because we're all in this together. <laughs> and None of us are better or worse than the other person in our ability to make changes in our body. But we have to recognize what our our predominant thoughts are in the background. And we're going to really dive into this in podcasts in the future around trying to discern what those big assumptions are that run our life. And, we'll, and after I have an opportunity to complete some of the basics of the movement strategies, we're going to get into that. But today what I want to talk about is the next stretch that is part of the two bounce protocol. And this is specifically looking at the back of the calf. Well, let me just say this, that 
You can tell straight up when a person is old by how far they move one foot in front of the other during gait. I think you all can recognize that. And when your calf muscle going from the back of your knee to the back of your Achilles, your calcaneus, your heel bone, if that muscle is tight, you will not be able to leave that lag leg behind very far as your other leg is moving forward. If you move, let's say, your left leg forward and you're trying to keep your right leg back a little to create a nice long stride, that's not going to be possible if the muscle in the back of your calf simply is so darn tight that it won't stretch. So what you end up doing is you shuffle. Your gait actually gets smaller and you begin to shuffle. Now, we know from physics that when you have a smaller base, you are more prone to tipping. When you have a wider base, you're more prone for stability. So people who end up shuffling, not only do they have a decreased motion accessibility forward and backward, but it also translates into side movement as well. So key for the calf muscle, we call this the gastrocnemius, underlying the gastrocnemius is another muscle called the soleus. It doesn't cross the knee joint, but it also can limit the back of the calf. So it's key that those muscles in the back of our calf get some length. Now to compound this, people who wear heels, men with cowboy boots or women with heels, what happens is the actual heel of the boot actually lifts up the heel of the foot. Therefore, the calf muscle, the gastrocnemius, is automatically shortened, making it even more prone for tightness. So essentially, what you want to be doing is, in this stretch, using the two-bounce protocol, you're going to put all of your weight on your left leg, and you're going to bend your knee. Again, the knee never goes forward of the foot. The back leg is going to extend all the way back on the right side. The knee will stay straight if possible. And you want to go back far enough so that when you go to push your right heel into the ground, that you actually don't get to the ground easily. If your heel pops down to the ground, that leg is simply not back far enough. So you step forward on the left leg, you throw that right leg back, you then push your right heel to the ground one bounce two bounce. Again, one bounce, finding your soft edge, two bounce on exhalation, going a little bit further. I like to then switch it up and hop so that my right foot goes forward and my left foot goes back and I repeat the same thing. And again, in keeping with what we've done with the two bounce, you do that whole thing three times. And it actually is one of the funnest parts of the movement because not only does it feel great, it actually helps to build your balance and that becomes very, very important. Now, I do want to tell you this as well. I was part of a big university athletic team for many, many years. And one time, one of our athletes blew an Achilles tendon on the floor, which is a very horribly painful condition. And the tendon snapped, you could hear it break, and he hit the floor, and the pain is horrible. Now, what was interesting was this athlete for months and months and months was cognizant of some tightness in the back of the calf, but he was a go-getter and always just put on his shoes and his, his shorts and went out there. And he's one of our best defensive players, which requires a lot of pivoting. Well, 
had he been doing this stretch or had he been sharing this concern with the trainer, they would have done some things to stretch the calf. Now, in basketball, we pay a lot of attention to hamstrings and quads and uh, psoas muscles and things like that. But sometimes the calf muscle gets a little bit ignored. You know why? They tape the heck out of the ankle so the ankle is stable. Let me tell you, when you are taped and you've got an excessive tape job, there is no stretching that calf muscles. Uh, So the story goes, and when you do the stretch and you feel tightness, then honor the fact that you want to stay just to the left of the pain. You don't want to be moving into the pain. You just want to move to that soft edge. And this stretch, you might need to do a little bit more if you're having trouble with that. Typically, when a person has a calf tightness, they experience that the very first time they get out of bed, like, oh boy, that's tight. Now honor that and just get after it and do your best to stretch that on a regular basis. So your body is talking. Now, I also want to tell you this, that when you see an individual that you're like, wow, that person's got it going on, they're going places. How do you know that just by watching them walk? Well, first of all, they're not shuffling. Second of all, they've got a long stride. Third of all, they've got a good command of how that heel strikes and then goes onto the toe. And they've got a nice big stride and they're upright, that they're leading with their heart and their head is over their shoulders. Those are the individuals that in fact, you know, have confidence. So not only are we stretching these calf muscles so we don't have pathology tearing of the tendon, which by the way, takes about a year to recover, oddly but you're also doing it so you maintain your ability to stand straight and to stand up and to withstand a bump in the street. I mean, if you're in a busy street and you happen to tap an older person who's shuffling, he or she is likely to go down versus somebody who's got a nice, long, solid heel toe strike, period. So I would almost say that this stretch has more to do with our aging than other stretches because of the way it affects our gait. Now, if you've been trying this stretch and you're a little nervous about your balance, no worries. Hang on to an object that is tall enough so you don't have to bend over or even put your hands on a wall and then stick that leg back out and stretch it. Just be, do whatever it takes to feel confident. And ultimately you will be able to do it without holding on to anything. Ultimately, you'll be able to skip from side to side from the left foot forward to the right foot forward without holding on to anything. What you need to honor is where you're at in this moment. That in fact, if it is hard for you, it doesn't matter. Do you know why? Because if you have hope, the body will change. There is no question about that. Now, let me say there are certain conditions that someone is born with a club foot or they've had ankle surgery that absolutely limits their ability to flex that foot. Maybe they develop some arthritis in the forefoot of their ankle and the bone growth is so big that it limits the motion of the ankle. Well, there's going to be that, okay? So don't be mad at yourself, the fact that you can't do it. You can get to your calf stretch a little bit with the hamstring stretch. And so you have to get creative, if you will, and do what you can. So I think the most important thing is start doing this stretch today. Again, if you go to the podcast site, 8minutestoageless.com, you will have the ability to look at the video. 
And if you scroll down, you'll see the videos for the two bounce protocol and the ligament stretch and the strengthening exercises we do as well. And then the dural stretch. And we also feature the sit to stand test. So please feel free to go and look at that website and make sure that you're doing it right. But ultimately what's right is if you're trying to do something and that you're taking this step forward to gain flexibility in the back of that calf. So I hope today you can play a little bit with that concept of hope and ask yourself, do I have hope that I can be helped? And if you say to yourself, no, ask yourself why? And then say, is that true? You know, is that really true? And probably it isn't. It just happens to be what you know to be true. And you yourself deserve to be able to walk with pride and to create a longer stride. Because what I don't want you doing is shuffling and falling over. And sadly, I tell my patients, the truth of the matter is, what often is the demise of us as we age is that we fall, we break our hip, some of the, we throw a clot, we get pulmonary emboli, we get a stroke, and we die. So not so good if you're still wanting to live your life. And certainly that is my goal here is that to help you to live all the way up into the minute you die, meaning moving your body with full functionality up until the minute you die. So I want to thank you for today. And I look forward very much to seeing you next podcast. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me, and as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.